What's up, everybody? Jeffrey DeLappy here, and today on the Sports Kid Podcast, I'm going to be going over my divisional round predictions. But before we get into those, we need to take a moment to reflect on all the craziness that went down on Wild Card Weekend. It lived up to its name. It was absolutely wild last weekend. The Bills game did wind up getting postponed, which we're going to talk about here later on the episode. So the way it wound up shaking up is two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, two games on Monday, which happens to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day, so I was off. A lot of you probably were as well. And it worked out very nicely. Now I want to dive right into it, go game by game, give a very brief reflection on all of them. Starting off with the Texans and the Browns, I picked the Browns to win this game, picked experience over the rookie, and it did not pan out. Texans wind up killing the Browns at home, 45-14, to monster performance from C.J. Stroud. He was nearly perfect, threw three touchdown passes in his first career NFL playoff game. Nico Collins looked amazing, just like he did all year long, and I think we need to give the most credit to D'Amico Ryans. What a job this guy has done to turn around a franchise that had losing season after losing season after losing season. They could not get over their post-Deshaun Watson woes. He comes in one season, turns this team completely around. They win the division. Now they've won a playoff game and are going to have a chance to win another one this weekend against Baltimore. Then the second game saw the Kansas City Chiefs beating the Miami Dolphins 26-7. And really... The scoreline isn't the biggest story. The victor is not the biggest story here. It was the temperatures. Negative 20s is what they reached. Negative 20s. And a lot of Chiefs fans froze their behinds off. A lot of them had hypothermic-like conditions. I heard that at least 15 had to be transported to local hospitals to get treated, which we did foresee happening. All while Taylor Swift got to chill in her suite with the Closed windows there, say nice and toasty. I'm sure she kept it right around 75 and watched her boyfriend move on in the playoffs. In this game, Tua Tagovailoa pretty much got nothing going. Interception in the first quarter kind of set a negative tone. Other than the one big play to Tyree Kill, there was nothing going for this Miami team. Andy Reid and his frozen mustache walk away victorious. Now in the next game... Uh, We move on to Sunday. Those were the two Saturday games. The next one was the Packers and the Cowboys. Every single prediction video I watched. Now, I'm not lying. I did not see one person pick the Packers. Everyone rode the Cowboys, as you should. Mike McCarthy is doing a great job. This team is winning. They won the division against the heavily favorited Eagles. And they come out and play like absolute crap. From the first drive, they could not stop Aaron Jones. Burst up the middle, burst up the middle, runs to the outside. He'll beat you whatever way he wants. Over 20 rushes for the game, over 100 rushing guards. So if that wasn't bad enough, Jordan Love goes on to have one of his career games. I think he had a perfect passer rating, if I'm not mistaken. Very few incompletions, similar to his counterpart, CJ Stroud, making his debut. I believe he also had three passing touchdowns. And at the end of the day, he led the Packers to 48 points. I have no clue how he did that. Amazing job for him. I underestimated them big time. As for the Cowboys, the 32 points that they ended up with were not indicative of how they played at all. They got blown out of the water. Two of those touchdowns came late on in garbage time when the Packers were resting their starters. Um, And Dak Prescott's 400 passing yards, making 
it look a lot better. It's like putting lipstick on a pick. He was horrendous. Two costly turnovers in the early going. One of them was returned for a pick six. And it took him a whole half on the very final play of the first half. They mustered uh, seven points. Got to touch on the final play to give them, what, maybe a 2% chance in this game. But anyway, it was just a disaster for the Cowboys. Happens year after year. The pattern continues where they get to the playoffs. They go in feeling great. And then they collapse. There's some teams in this league, and other leagues too, that are great regular season teams, but at the big moments and in the big games, they fall short, and the Cowboys are dealing with that again. They did decide to hold on to Mike McCarthy, which I think is the right decision. Don't blame it on Mike. I think maybe he could have keyed a little bit better in on stopping the run. Maybe you got to look at Arthur Smith for that, but the bottom line in my mind is a new coach and a new system is not going to fix the problem that's been plaguing this team for years, the playoff success, the big games, and I don't think that a new coach is going to change that in one year. I think it would be a step down. So yeah, that was definitely the shock of the week on Saturday, on Sunday afternoon. Then we move into the Sunday night primetime game. Mike Chirico, Chris Collinsworth on the call. They picked the right one to put on Sunday night. Lions, Rams, meeting between Goff and Stafford facing their former teams, and it wound up being a one-point thriller of a game. Lions take it just narrowly, 24-23. to it was, it was a shootout in the first half. And I saw some people reacting to this on TikTok, and they're absolutely correct. Shootout in the first half, each quarterback slinging it back and forth, Puka Nakua, Monra St. Brown, you saw Tutu Atwell getting a little bit of action. You saw Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery running back and forth, back and forth. The tandem was having a day, or a night, I should say. And then the second half, the defenses woke up. Quarterback started getting injured. Cooper Cup got injured. Kyron Williams got injured. And things started to take a massive step backwards, slow. But it was still very exciting all the way to the very end. And, you know, the Lions... They held their own. They had a fantastic season, 12-5. and five. Many argue could have been 13-4 and four even if a certain call went another way against the Dallas Cowboys. But the bottom line is they got their first playoff win in 30 years. Jared Goff is going to try and do something that the former Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford did a couple of years ago, trying to win a Super Bowl. They kind of lucked out, and they get to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this weekend after that victory. Now we turn it around to Monday. The Bills were facing off against the Steelers. Before we go into the metrics of what happened in this game, I've got a little conspiracy theory here. Kathy Hochul, governor of New York. This is not a politics podcast. So I'm not going to get into any type of political issues, but Kathy Hochul annoys me. Just as a person, as a human being, as a Bills supporter, someone that I have been trained to hate as a Jets fan, uh, that team. So she decides... You know, there's going to be six inches of snow, eight inches of snow, whatever on Saturday. I'm moving this game to Monday. To Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's not up to the NFL. No, I'm the governor. I'm calling the shots here. She was scared. I am telling you, because if you look back to last season and how that Bill's promising, historic season ended where they had a ton of wins, won the division pretty easily, they had to play in the snow against the Bengals, and they got slaughtered. She was scared of the snow leveling the playing field here. Because she knows on paper the Bills beat the Steelers any day. But snow and adverse weather makes things a lot more even, a lot more interesting. 
And she said, you know what? I need my Bills to win this game. I'm taking Mother Nature out of the equation. She moved it to Monday. And the Bills did what they were meant to do. They went to beat the Steelers. They got out to an early three-possession lead. Steelers did battle back, though. They blocked a field goal. They got some late touchdowns, but it just wasn't enough. They fell 31-17. to And as expected, Buffalo is moving on. Mike Tomlin was agitated after the game. He literally walked out of the room when a reporter asked a question about his potential future in Pittsburgh. So he was obviously annoyed with the whole situation, but pretty boring game. One of the less notable of the week. And if you thought that game was boring, I hope you did not tune in to the Monday night game between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Eagles. 32-9 is what the scoreboard read when the night was over and the game was done. If anything, I thought maybe the Eagles could win 32-9. But instead, the Bucks pull off the absolute crazy upset and beat the defending NFC champions. Not just beat, but killed them. They made Jason Kelsey retire. Probably not made him retire, but this is going to be his final memory on the gridiron. And... You know, it was just an ugly game for the Eagles. Struggled to even get a first down in this game. Time after time, they had to punt it away. Their defense was doing them no favors. Baker Mayfield was out there looking like Prime Rogers Staubach. I don't know what to say. You know, the one thing I will say is I wish Todd Bowles had a game plan like this when the Jets were playing in the 2015, 2016, 17 seasons. But I don't know where this was. I don't know where this crazy scheme was. The Eagles were out-schemed, out-played. I think at the end of the day, out-hearted, if that makes sense. The Eagles kind of thought this game was over before it already started. They just looked demoralized. I mean, the skid at the end of the season clearly had a psychological impact on what this team believed it was capable of. When you lose to the Cowboys, when you lose to the 49ers... It's hard to think about beating the lesser teams. You already have that ideology in your mind. I'm not good enough. I can't compete with the big boys. And if that's the attitude you have going in, this is the kind of results you end up with. So the Bucks are moving on as the four seed and the Eagles crazily eliminated after starting 10-1 and in the first round of the playoffs. And after that crazy wildcard weekend, we have another four amazing games to look forward to this weekend. January football does not get better than this, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to kick it off with the first game happening tomorrow, Saturday afternoon, 4.30 Eastern Time. The hot Houston Texans going out east to play the Baltimore Ravens, number one seed in the AFC. I said it at the top of this podcast. Wild card weekend was wild. You know what? This is going to be a wild one too. Give me the Texans to win this game. I think it's going to happen. D'Amico Ryan, coach of the year. C.J. Stroud, what did he do this season? Over 4,000 passing yards. Touchdown to INT ratio, positive 18. These are vet kind of numbers. These are near MVP kind of numbers. And he is versing the esteemed MVP, the likely MVP in Lamar Jackson. But similarly to the Cowboys who struggle in the postseason, Lamar Jackson has had the same kind of uh effects in the playoffs you know he's only one and three in his career in the postseason and another thing that I want to mention about the Texans is it's not only CJ Stroud Nico Collins and that offense cooking the defense is alive they forced two pick sixes against Joe Flacco 
two in a span of what three minutes in that second half they completely wrote the ship they did not let kareem hunt drum for do anything in that game defense was lights out offense was lights out i think they're going to take that momentum over to baltimore and shock the number one seed and get it done i think that this is a young ferocious team that is ready to continue their playoff run give me the texans Next up, we got the Cinderella 7 seed, the Green Bay Packers. They're going to be playing my esteemed future champions if it was going to end today, the 49ers. That could change, though, depending on the metrics, the injuries, all that good stuff. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Niners here. I do have the one seed losing on the AFC side of the bracket, but not the NFC side. Come on, the Niners have the better team. Christian McCaffrey, people were talking about him for MVP. Brock Purdy, the second-year QB. People were talking about him for MVP. When you have two separate guys on one football team that are being considered for the most elite title in the league, it's unstoppable. I mean, that is just crazy. And on top of that, they got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, a pristine offensive line that's getting healthier by the day that week of rest really helped them last week, that uh, O-line. And on the defensive side, they are amazing too. They're tied for first in interceptions, and they're top three in stopping the run, which is what Green Bay was kind of most lethal with against the Dallas Cowboys. We talked about the run game. Aaron Jones over 100 rushing yards, and he set the tone on that very first drive. I think that the Packers will lean on Aaron Jones heavily throughout this game, especially against the Niners' pass defense. Just told you it was tied for first in forcing interceptions. So I don't think they really have anywhere to go. I just think that it's kind of the end of a promising season for Green Bay and those cheeseheads. They had a good run, but now the Niners are here, poised to make a Super Bowl run. Amazing team, amazing atmosphere out in California. Weather should be good, and I think the Niners are going to come out on top. After that, we're going to take a look at the first game of Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Detroit Lions. I had both of these teams losing last week, but you know what? They proved me wrong. They're both here, so let's talk about this matchup. I am picking the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions just did something that hadn't been done in three decades. They won a playoff game, made it to the playoffs for the first time in about five years, and they won for the first time in 30. And I think that was in large part to the insane home atmosphere that this team has uh, cultivated because you look at ticket prices keep in mind this is Detroit not one of the more wealthy cities in America ticket prices are starting at I believe $780 as of today in Detroit which is absolutely wild these fans are rallying against their team I see people dyeing their hair blue kids are falling in love with this football team they're going to show out and show up and I think they're going to propel the Lions to this win. You also look at the players, though. Amon Ross St. Brown, 100-plus receiving yards in, in four out of his last five outings. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, they're crazy as well. We saw Jamison Williams go off on a tear in the early stages of, the, of last week's game against the Rams. As for the Bucks, i got to give credit where credit is due. Baker Mayfield surprised me. He was hitting Kate Otten. He was hitting Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. And Rashad White was doing pretty good. Todd Bowles, sensible, conservative coach. He gave the Eagles all they could handle. 
I think he's going to do the similar thing against the Lions and make this a competitive game. But I can't bet against the Lions. They're a great story. They're a great team. Coached by a hell of a man and Dan Campbell. I think that they're going to be moving on and keeping their Super Bowl aspirations alive. Now, finally, we move along to the Big Kahuna. The game that we've all been waiting to see since it last took place. If you don't remember, I'll regale you of the tale that was Chiefs-Bills 2021. The Bills were driving down by four points with about a minute to go. little minute and change. Drive down, get the touchdown with only 13 seconds to go. Take a field goal lead. 13 seconds on the clock at Arrowhead for Mahomes. Drives down, two plays, stop the clock kick the field goal, get it to overtime, Chiefs win the toss, and win that football game. And ever since then, these two teams have become bitter rivals, the Chiefs and the Bills. Josh Allen, I mean, he's going to be taunted about it forever. 13 seconds. Coin toss. Terms like this have been in the nightmares of Bills fans, but now they have a chance to right that wrong. They have a chance to do it at home. It's going to be Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. ton of storylines going into this one talk about it all day but at the end of the day the team that I think is going to win is the Buffalo Bills I think they're finally going to break the code and defeat Patrick Mahomes yes they do have injuries Gabe Davis is out Terrell Bernard Rasul Douglas Teron Johnson are questionable their punter is questionable Sam Martin but Patrick Mahomes is not the same this year that's not all his fault he does not have adequate receivers. Rashi Rice is there. Travis Kelsey is there at the tight end, and that's about it. I don't love the running game. I don't love the way that the offensive line is holding up this season. And I just don't think it's a complete football team. Chiefs had the chance to get him some help in the offseason. They failed to do so. And this is going to be the game where it all comes crumbling down for Andy Reid. They can't bank on this game being negative 20 Arctic temperatures. I know it's going to get cold in Buffalo, but it's not going to get cold to the point where the other team cannot play. Last week, they had the luxury of playing the Dolphins, team from warm climate. This time, they're playing the Bills Mafia, the team that is recruiting fans to go and shovel snow. These people are ready. They're ready for the cold. They're ready for the craziness, and they're ready to get their revenge on Patrick freaking Mahomes. If I was a Bills fan, I would be so excited for this game. I know that that stadium is going to be rocking at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night. And it is just going to be one hell of an outing. And I think that the Bills are going to be moving on to their first AFC championship in quite a while. And yeah, it is promising to be another fun, crazy, incredible week of football. And after this weekend, there's going to be only four teams remaining and that is going to wrap up this podcast my divisional round predictions as always i am jeffrey delapi on the sports kid podcast i appreciate you for listening have a fantastic weekend catch you next time